This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. I'm not going to say a date to date because we are recording this for a future. This is going to be for Falcons football week. We got a podcast and we got a full cast of characters here. We got Soda Man. What's up, y'all? MC Soda checking in again. Don't forget about me. The last podcast, episode 204, the 30 million a year club. I was up in that thing. And I'm hollering at Digital Darren Podcast, RTI Entertainment. You suckers. Calhoun. What to do, my guys? What's happening? Double R. What's up, fellas? And Fred. Calhoun, what you drinking on? Calhoun, what you drinking on today? Well, I ain't got nothing today. It's, it's wow. unbeknownst to the listeners, it's early. <laughs> I made a I made a terrible mistake last night. I was going to celebrate coming off of veganism. So I ate, yeah, I did. So I had ate some cheese pizza. Oh, and boy, I tell you, I was singing the blues this morning, so back to vegan, I go. Fred, we got new guests. What's up, Fred? What's happening, bro? What's going on, man? Chilling. All of us here are ATLian, Atlanta fans, Falcons fans, or at least. And so for Falcons Football Week, everybody know we do a different podcast every day almost. And so today's podcast is just a simple question. Is Dan Quinn the man for the job? Yes or no? And we're going to start out, and we're going to let everybody talk, and we're going to get to is he the man for the Falcons job? So we came across this because excuse me. I had a carrot stuck in my mouth. We came across this because <laughs> <go> with <laughs> I was choking on the down there. Anyway, <laughs> you choking on some cat? Not over here, you know. <laughs> anyway, we came across this because we have, we've been talking about Matt Ryan. We've been talking about everybody, Thomas Dimitrov. Everybody been getting the Arthur Blank. Everybody been getting the, we've been putting the foot up everybody's ass. But there's one guy who been sliding through. He like the dude at work who everybody get fired. He still wind up having a job. And you like, what happened? He the one who dry snitched on everybody. And it's Dan Quinn. So with that being said, we finna put a foot to his ass and see if he is what the Falcons need or not. So I'll start off with you, Calhoun. As of to as of right now, do you what what grade would you give Dan Quinn as a Falcons coach? That's an interesting conundrum because he went to the Super Bowl, right? But we all know that was Shanahan's doing. He's great with picking talent, but then there's a other lot of people involved in that. I give him a just off coaching alone, I give him a D, maybe an F. That's what I give Shanahan. I mean about Shanahan Quinn, yeah. I know, and I'm explaining it later. I'll explain it to you. Yeah, we're going to get to it. Double R, what'd you give Dan Quinn? What grade you give Dan Quinn so far? Well, I, I probably would give him a B because he had a draft good and he took it to the Super Bowl. So, this year, you holler at me after this year, though. So, this we're going to get to this if this did make or break you for Dan Quinn. But so far, you give him a B. Calhoun give him a D. Yeah. i go next. I think that's a loaded question, kind of, in and of itself, because to your point, we're going to talk about what a coach is and what a coach is supposed to be. And in some parts, he's outperformed every other Falcons coach ever. He's drafted really well. 
He's motivated really well. He's decided about that he's good at. They've performed pretty good under him. But when you look at it in totality, you know, it's kind of it kind of leaves you wanting a little more. So he like the student who, you know, passes quizzes, fails tests, but does all his homework and does it on time and does it right. So in theory, he should know the material, but whenever you give him a test, he fails. So that kind of student is always in the C class, maybe a high D C class or whatever. So maybe the student doesn't test well. Maybe Dan Quinn doesn't test well. We'll get more to that. But ultimately, I give him a C. I think he's about average or whatever. Soda. Soda man up here. What's up, Digital Gary? Chilling. What grade you give Dan Quinn so far? Well, first of all, I'm going to give Dan Quinn a C plus, a B minus, because I fought Dan Quinn because he knows from when he left Seattle as a defensive coordinator, he got a ring, then they, then they lost one. And when he came to the Falcons as a defensive coordinator, he did his thing. So when Shanahan came, he had a lot of other things to do with it. So I give him a C plus. So right now he's in the middle, but he can work high. That's the way MC Soda Man feel about that. And holler at me on 779811, you heard me? Okay, Digital Darren Podcast, RTI Entertainment. I'm MC Soda Man. We got Digital Darren. We got Calhoun. We got Triple. You know who I'm talking about, Triple Up in the joint. And we got Fred checking in. Holler at me, baby, baby. Uh, Digital Darren Podcast in your face, you suckers. So... Double R and Soda gave Dan Quinn a B. I gave Dan C. Well, Soda said C or a B. So Soda gave they gave him a B. I gave him a C. Calhoun gave him a D. A F. He's an F plus. Yeah, yeah, boy. He's an F plus. So yo, so we're gonna talk about why yo, we've all said that. So Calhoun explain why he's why is he so far from the norm for you? Let's be real, he sucks. Uh and Besides maybe June Jones and some throwback coaches we didn't see, he's one of the worst coaches. Like, I'll even take Jim Moore over him. The reason why I say that, he's an outstanding defensive coordinator. And you can tell that. If he pick his groceries right, we'll be fine. If he get the right offensive coordinator. But I call, I say he ain't shit for a few reasons. One, his first year here with that with a very talented team, not as good as it is now, but a talented team, we had the worst schedule in the league. Remember? And we started six and zero. We started six and zero, and then it was six Ooh, and eight and eight. Yeah, we wound up going eight and eight. Right. right. They started five and zero, lost one. They came back six and one, and they went on a six game losing skid that included San Francisco with Blaine Gabbert. With Blaine Gabbert and the offensive line coach as the intern head coach. They lost at home in Indianapolis with no Andrew Luck. Like they had blemish after blemish after blemish after blemish. He couldn't stop the bleeding. And we spoke about it. Like, it, it doesn't matter who it is with the team that he had. There's no way he should have won a six-game skid with the schedule and the teams that he was playing. He gets out coached regularly. So, let's stop right there. So, X number one on yours is the six-game losing streak. When the Falcon, when Falcon started five and one, they wind up going one and five. That's well, that was the one that alarmed me. And if you go back to in our archives when we was talking about it, that's those when we got to like two and three. Those were the the games that alarmed me to like, whoa, this motherfucker may not be what we thought he was. So, Double R, do you remember that losing streak? Uh, 
Calhoun, you judging him on his first year. His first year on the job, the first season, yeah, we lost to the end. We lost to the Colts. We lost to uh, Frisco. And we lost to somebody else that made the playoff. But after that, second year, he took us to the Super Bowl. And they rebounded. So the man said they rebounded. You right about that triple. So let me ask you this. They t- he took us to the Super Bowl, but he oversaw one of the co- biggest collapses ever. And I, I want to take our time on that collapse. But before we get to that, I want to ask you, that losing streak, did, that didn't wake up or open any one of y'all eyes about him, even though it was his first year. Like, during that losing streak, you weren't like, hey, something's wrong. Hey, what's going on? Or you was like, this is just first game, first year jitters for a coach, or first year hiccups for a coach, excuse me. Double R. It's on you. I was saying, did that them having that losing streak that didn't open your eyes to him, or that was just like, hey, it's his first year, he'll get through it. It opened my eyes, but you come back next year and you didn't have the same mistake. Shit, last year we ended up winning the division. We we shouldn't have all won that. We won the division and we went to the playoff. Like think about last year team. We won the best team out there. We won. Nobody was talking about us last year. You talking year four last? Yeah, the Super Bowl. Uh, what it was, 16th season. Yeah, yeah. So, what about you? During that losing streak, did that open your eyes or you were like, he just a rookie coach and this just what rookie coaches go through? Yeah, like I say, rookie coaches go through a thing, but he came from Seattle. Coordinator, understand me? For all y'all don't know about sports, that's what happened. And he came to the A, and the A went through some down years. They had some up years, they went through some down years. Then he came through and got them back generated because they had a decent quarterback in Matt Ryan at the time. They got Julio Jones, and they started building up some things. So, so I give him, that's why I give him a, about a, a C plus, B minus, because in the middle, he had, they did go to the Super Bowl. They just made some bad coaches. Well, hold on, hold on. We're going to get to the Super Bowl. I just want to know, like, the first thing that we're saying is an X on his resume is basically that six, that five six game losing streak when they lost to team. In the day, though, I don't blame it on that when he was a rookie because he had to take over a whole new regime and he came from being a defensive coach. That's why they brought Shanahan to the A to bring their offense up. Okay, and that's what that is. Okay, so for Soda Man, so for Soda Man, that's not an X. For Calhoun, Double R, myself, we saying that's an X on his resume so far. And let's just say this: Even that football period. I'm about MC Soda, man. I got the road, man. I holler at y'all any day, any time. 777-9311. Call me. All you honeys out there, if you want to holler at somebody, holler at Calhoun. Digital Darren Podcast. You know, we got Double R checking in and Fred. I'm MC Soda, and I'm out there. Yeah, bro, you suckers. All right, Calhoun, go ahead. Well, peace out to Soda, man. One, that was a hell of an outro. <laughs> Two, let's say some of the teams he lost to. He lost to a Minnesota team that was not this Minnesota team. That was that Teddy Bridgewater team. He got swept by the Tampa, by Tampa Bay. And didn't they have a first-year head coach also in Dirk Cutter? Wasn't that his first year? That was Jameis' first year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think No, I won. Yeah, that was Jameis' first year. Okay, so that means Dirk Cutter was, was That was his first year. That was yeah. his first year. You lose again to the Andrew luck list Colts. You got blanketed 38-zip to Carolina. Remember that? So... These aren't just blemishes. These was coaching blunders. And let's not forget about San Francisco. These are coaching blunders that was going on during this time. So I wasn't nailing him to the state, but it was alarming to me with the look with the losses we was on. Because a lot of those games wasn't just lost off of the Falcon wasn't the best team. We were losing off of 
bad mistakes by the coaching. That was some mistakes the players made. But the coaching and the coaching style, they came into a lot of those games not ready. So that's what my antenna got up about Dan Quinn. So let me ask you this. That year, they did make the playoffs. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm going to ask Double R, what grade would you give them just off that year? Like we talked about totality the way this grade was. But that 8-8 eight and eight year, what grade would you give them? I give them a C because Matt Ryan blew a lot of them games. For a veteran, you shouldn't have lost to the Vikings or the Cokes or the San Francisco, you lost the all backup quarterbacks, and you threw a lot of pick six. Okay. Man, right, they had a horrible year at your Calhoun. And you love them. So, Darren, I go here. I think eight and eight is a C. So, and that year, he got a C minus for me. And that losing streak in and of itself, it wasn't just they lost six games. It was just who they lost to and the fact that they did lose six games. And so, I remember talking to Calhoun offline, and I was like, if you're a coach, you stop this bleeding. Like, you may not make the playoffs, but you don't turn it into a five, six game losing streak. You stop the bleeding. You get a win in between those. And then, you know, and then you have time to adjust some things. Because to double our point, you got a veteran quarterback. So if he's having a bad year, you maybe pull him to the side and talk to him, make sure everything's okay in his personal life. I know your defense went where you wanted to be, but they weren't losing because of defense. They were losing because of other reasons or whatever. So I think that he didn't have, and I understand he was a rookie. That's why he's getting to see. He didn't have the tools that could quickly assess what was going on and quickly pivot to change it. That was my big issue. So before we talk about Matt Ryan, that's one reason why he get enough because he had Matt Ryan. Now, what I mean by that? Matt Ryan had 4,591 yards that year. Matt Ryan had 21 touchdowns that year. How many interceptions did he have? Yeah, 16. So that's literally still a point. His rating was 89. How many pick six it was? Oh, I don't know about pick Didn't six. Didn't he like four that year? Well, he, he, <laughs> if he had 16, he still. So that's what I'm saying. He had an 89 rating. So it, it wasn't like he just was he was potting me. So, again, your guy, who we all talked about then, who we didn't like for real, who everybody wanted to run out of town, Shanahan, who Dan Quinn picked now. So let's stop right there because that's actually the next talking point. Does he get – Points for slitting Shanahan. No, I think he do. Double R start. Let's start with double R. Double R. Does he? No, go ahead. Go ahead. You right? Do he get points for slitting Shanahan? I think he do because Shanahan at that time when we when uh, he picked Shanahan, everybody like Shanahan. Everybody got critic. They criticized him for that pick. And Shanahan, the first year he didn't do too good. The second year, Shanahan showed that play calling. So and he pulled a Shanahan. So we all said, I remember before he got here, Jamie Deuce himself said it because we all said the same thing. Why the fuck he bringing him down here? And Jamie Deuce said, one thing about this guy, he's messy on the way in and he's messy on the way out. That was the messiest year we've ever seen. As Let's be real now. It was nothing but what about the free rider hashtags and they doing right or wrong. And he you talking about the first year? The first year. Shanahan okay. was trip. My job is to throw it to Julio. I don't care what you think. Remember all that stuff? <laughs> Let's be real here. So I give I so we all say you're great for last. In totality, Dan Quinn gets an A plus 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 for hiring Shanahan. Man, you just love this crap. Let me say this. And this is gonna be a real bit hot take. Kyle Shanahan had the best year ever for any person tied to Atlanta sports. That year they went to the Super Bowl. Hey, man, I thought you. I thought this is water in this big ass jug. What is this vodka? It is. I'm telling you, Rashad, make book on what I'm saying. I'm saying this on wax for this a reason. Is 
Kyle Shanahan had the best season ever with anybody affiliated with Atlanta sports. I disagree with that all the way. Man. That's that's bullshit. I can't believe he just uttered that, that shit. That 2016-2017 year was the best year ever for Atlanta sport by Atlanta sports person. No, it wasn't. He would have MVP. People, we were putting up 28 a game. He was the MVP. He was the MVP, and we and changing the MVP. You keep on saying that, so if he, and you, so again, you doing like people do. God, you want to give him the praise, but don't want to give him the down shit. So he was the MVP. How do you not score but one touchdown in the whole second half? Again, did he mess? Did, I mean, MVP have bad games. That don't mean you still don't win the MVP. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I go a step further. He can't unprepared. Well, he the son bitch that lost his whole game plan at the, at the media day. <laughs> Wasn't that him? Pulled the Kyle Shanahan. That's all he did. Oh, he pulled the Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. So let, let's get the let's let's cut it with the Kyle Shanahan and the great. Stop it. I told. I think he, I, that's honestly that's not for why I will pop. I think he had the greatest season of any person affiliated with Atlanta sports. I, I totally disagree. Minus around the whole field. Oh, oh, what about Hank Aaron? Minus Hank Aaron. What about Dale Murphy? Nah, he better than Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy, you better pull up his record. Oh, he's he's better than Dominique. He's better than Mike. This year. He's better than Mike Mick 11 5. This year. He's better than the Dad Queen when he went to that 98. When they beat Minnesota. That year, no. He had the best year ever in Atlanta sports history. Not Hank Aaron, not Evander. So, in my. Let's say that. Okay. A coach. He had the best coach of year. Man, he had no better coach here than Bobby Cox. Yes, he did. Fourteen straight, baby. Dedicated them motherfuckers. He did beat Bud, though. He had a better year than Bud when the Hawks went to. No, nah, he had a Bud had everybody drinking on that Bud. <laughs> Bud had it. So the fact that the Hawks wind up losing, then man, what the Falcons end up doing? They lost, but he was up twenty-eight to three. Kyle Shanahan. That make it the biggest blunder ever. So let's circle back and say this. I say it's a check plus plus an A plus. Double R says it's a winning move. For, it's a check on his resume. What do you say? It's a check or X on his resume. Hiring Kyle Shanahan. It's in the middle. In totality. In totality, it's in the middle. We had a terrible season. We had a great season, and he kited the fuck up out of <laughs> So I don't know how you just check this off. This cracker did a real cracker move. We had this shit. Everybody literally was saying, get this motherfucker. Kyle Shanahan unified everybody like Donald Trump is doing the country right now. Everybody said it was like, get them out of here. <laughs> like how everybody doing Sarkeesian right now, they was doing it times 10 with Kyle Shanahan. Let, least, uh, let us not forget. So much so that the puss-ass Matt Ryan had to go take him to a bar somewhere, probably in Midtown, the gay part of town. And they had to go get some drinks, which this motherfucker don't do number drink milk, as you can probably tell. And they had to talk about nah, hey, it's a picture of Matt Ryan sauced on the internet. Have you ever seen it? No, nah, we ain't going to see it before. But... He had to go do that for him to say, look, man, these bootlegs to the right, throw and left. I can't run that. We got to do something different than this. And then for him to change his shit. And once he changed it, they took off. Once he changed it, he left. They took off. <laughs> he left. Okay, so you say that's a... If he would have got the ring, a lot, of, a lot of sins are forgiven with the ring. That's everybody in this motherfucker's organization. The fact that they were 23 and didn't get the ring, everybody comes under fire, including out the Blakey's motherfucking self. That's what I'm saying. I agree with that. So, Double R, you said it's a, you said it's a positive move, right? Yes. Shit, he brought Taylor Cameron here. We, we ain't no man by him. Who's gone? That's not his fault. 
there, yes, Kyle Shanahan was a good move. Calhoun in the middle. In the middle. So, because I'm not gonna negate now. I'm not gonna bash what he did do. So I'm not gonna overlook what he did do. <laughs> so on the flip side, Kyle Shanahan, to Calhoun's point, took another job. Dan Quinn replaces him. What's your favorite guy? My favorite guy? Oh, sorry. Then you, when you gung ho with sorry. Double R, me and you done did a couple of podcasts with Steve Sarkeesian, and you always trolled me about how I hate on him so much. You do. Nobody hates Sarkeesian like you that. Well, I, so I guess the question going to be, was this a good move with Sark? Fuck no. You don't go hire a goddamn drunk to run your team. You don't want no drunk being your doctor. You want no drunk having your health, your money, or your goddamn football team. And they goddamn went and got a goddamn drunk. Who then went his shit in college to, to coach this goddamn team? We went to the fucking Super Bowl last year on a top rated offense. We went from having the highest rated offense, one of the top 10 in history, Seven in history. to one of the worst offenses in the league in a shitty year for the league. They did a historical drop. It was a historical drop all because this motherfucker. Wants to drink goddamn Cosmos and Mojitos all fucking day instead of researching what defense Denver Broncos gonna play. Goddamn, that was a horrible call by Dan Quinn. Nothing else, he should got fired because of that. Rashad. That's a horrible. I'm sorry. No, that was the, the book is still open for Sark, man. Oh my god, the book is still open for How the fuck? Just Cal, Cal said about Cal Shanahan his first year. He was horrible. Second year, he came back. So, let me ask you this. This is the make it or break. Let me ask you all this. Who was worse in their first year, Sark or Kyle Shanahan? Sark went to the playoff. Oh, they were neck and neck. Sark went to the playoff. They went to the six. Right? He got a playoff win. Right? You know you need loaded ass stats. Let's go fucking 15 points. Falcons led the league in drops. Right? That ain't got nothing to do with Sark. Right? We asked for him to run the ball more. That's what Sark does. Now, granted, you know, tall sweep shit, you're going to have to get that out of here. But let's be honest. If you said who had the best first year, Sark didn't go on no six game losing skid. So, why are you sitting over here making these facial expressions trying to look condescending toward me? Just saying. Talking to Calhoun with double, I'm going to get to you in a second. Do you consider Sark an X or a check or an X right now? Oh, it's an X. It's not. You said best, but I, I thought that with Shanahan too. So I don't know. It's their first year. It's their first season working together. But you don't hand over the keys to your 2018 Lamborghini Aventador to your 15 year old kid with a learner's permit. You don't get him in that car. And this is first job in the pros. He don't get the Falcon job. That's what he don't do. So Dan Quinn is like he's like a guy who broke up with the, the love of his life, and he keeps trying to replace her with girls who look like her. And so he went and got Sark because he think he can run that offense. He can't only Shanahan gonna be able to do what he did. That's it. So you go get somebody who's good. You got Ty Haley out there. Uh, Malarkey just came out here. Hell, you have so many other uh, so many other coordinators and so many people who's up for the job. You you hire in house like you mentioned. You just hire in house when he leaves instead of taking like the quarterback. You get make the quarterback coach the offensive coordinator. <laughs> What you don't do is do what he did with Sharkeesian. And Dan Quinn, I think, reached out, gave a buddy-buddy deal. But yeah, this, let me ask you this, and this kind of reflects on Dan Quinn. In a league where their window is, you know, maybe not as wide as some think, 
or maybe wider than others think. And the league is constantly changing. Can you afford to give buddy buddy deals to somebody? Can't unless you're gonna win. Well, now no, you gotta win. If you can't put up, sorry. If he don't put up, he out of here. I to beat you. So right now, so you saying the jury's still out on Sark because Shannon had a bad year, replaced it yeah. with an all-time year. Sark can do the same. Yeah, they give him two years. Well, one, I don't think he gets two years. Uh, the Falcons are showing you a couple of things. The loyalty to coaches and to certain players is unbelievable. To me. I'll go back, for example, Cora Beer. <laughs> that's a long one. That's pre-Dan Queen. But that's pretty much there. Every, all this stuff is pre-everyone, but our losing tradition has been the same <laughs> over the 50-some years. So they, how does Arthur Blank fire? He fires up, right? Yeah. Uh, fucking Rich McKay was the first GM he's had. Rich McKay's still in the building. You understand? With a promotion. With a promotion. Tony Dimitrov, everybody with Mike Smith fired. You fired a GM too. Tony Dimitrov with the... In the press call, they were asking, why is Tommy Dimitrov still here? And Tommy Dimitrov is still here. He got fired up. He got fired up. And they hired some more GMs, ex-GMs, to back him. Let's bring it back to Dan Quinn. Bring it to Dan Quinn. He ain't going nowhere, and neither is Sark. So even this year, if he fails in a buffoonish manner, he would still be here. Which would be a mistake, because with your point, your window is no more like two, maybe three, at the max, maybe four years. Unless you have like that tradition like the Patriots and stuff, or like the Cowboys or the San Francisco in the 90s. But other than that, everybody windows. It's no longer about a two, maybe four-year stretch. So this is going to be a mistake. And the difference, I will tell you this, with Sarkin with and with Shanahan, they were two totally different styles. They had two different approaches. So that's why I don't know how much better this is going to be. So, Double R, can I go to you real quick? Uh-huh. One of the things that's different too is that like him or hate him, Kyle Shanahan had experience in the league. So like, is it, so a lot of this could be okay. I see Matt does this right, and the Saints run this type of defense, so I can tailor this to that. Stark doesn't have any of that experience. He's always used to, and I'm always leery. Be personal about college coaches because when you come from a college, you you win seven games just off of talent. You have a built-in advantage. Then you got four games as. And maybe, you know what I'm saying, no matter who you are, like Nick Saban. Nick Saban can go dominate because he has better talent. Good coaching, but better talent. When it's everybody got the same talent and it's 90% of coaching, then you are cheating like in Belichick case. Then you see where it, where it kind of falls short or whatever. So, so let me ask you this, Double. Hold on. To go along with your point, that's the only reason why they went 10-6 is because of the talent. Because the coach and the game plan was seriously lacking. The game plan was trash. If Shanahan would have had this team, he would have did the same thing, I believe. He would have went 10-6 again. Or went to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, well, he would not went to the Super Bowl, but he would have went 10-6 because his game plan was trash. But to go back to what you're saying, he's facing teams he's faced before. Oh, players he, face – so it's recognition with all this. It's recognition. But it, it, as we was looking at it, the scoring was not there in that first year with Shanahan. So because of the talent level – he would have did he, he could have did the same ten to six, but he would have did the same thing. He would have been out in the second round, first round, something like that, depending on who they play. So double R, let me ask you this. Just to wrap up on Kyle Shanahan. Was that Super Bowl year the best year in Falcon history to you? Uh, yeah. I think it was. I think it was the best year. Cause nobody expected us to be there. Like 
Yeah, I think they yeah the Falcons creep their way in the playoffs. Damn near. I mean, they creep their way to win the division. And it was set up perfect for us. Calhoun. First off, we never give a fuck about what they say because they always bet against the Falcons, and you see why. We were saying that they were going to Super Bowl. We did that shit in Denver, didn't we? Yeah. We had that podcast, Denver, and the Chiefs. I, we predicted that then. And they were like week six. They were like week seven. five. Yeah. So how, if anybody was watching football, you knew the Falcons were the team. Something special was going on. Something special going on. To me, they were like the team to beat. And that's how they went to the playoffs. You've seen it. They beat the hell out of Green Bay in Seattle. And they got cheated in Seattle during the regular season. So, so even that loss, the, the the Kansas City loss that year was Matt Ryan fought with the with the pit air Barry. Air Barry had a hell of a game. But it was something special about that, that season. So, so, boys, did the greatest season in Falcon history? Fuck no. It wasn't the greatest season. The 98 season was the best season. They went 14 and 2. They went up to Minnesota, 15 and 1 team. We forget how great Minnesota is. Well, in totality. So, in totality, I would say this is the best fact. That was the best Falcon year. How? The 2016 17 year. 28 in the Super Bowl against the vaulted Tom Brady. But we see that team has that. But I'm going to tell you who else. I don't think that team beat that. Well, no, I ain't going to say that. That Matt, that Mike Vick Falcon team. Don't find Mike Vick around here. All right, yeah, I know you're racist ass, so like Mike Vick. But that 11 5 Mike Vick team was something special, too. I'm going to say, I like Mike Vick. That 11 5 was good, but it was the Mike Vick show. So, one who played a real defense, they was the Tampa Bay and stuff. Vick couldn't beat Tampa Bay and the Eagles. He couldn't beat the Eagles. He beat Tampa Bay. Not that young. They Not that young. Tampa Bay had a bad defense with Sapp and uh, Derrick. Simeon Rice and Yeah. Julius Pepper would have given him the most So, ultimately, this now we're going to go to it. So, everybody said that, you know, this was one of the best years. You said it wasn't the best year. Does he get a, He gets a check for presiding over one of these one of the best years in Falcon football history, right? Well, how can he if you if you saying that Shanahan was the MVP? Well, he hired the MVP. So, no, we don't do, no. All right, so we've come all this way to talk about, and we based a lot of this crooks on the Super Bowl year. Let's talk about the Super Bowl and why he has failed us in the, in totality. I think the Super Bowl is a good reflection of him as a coach. Start out 28-3. Yay! His act works real good. Patriots start coming back. Oh, shit. <coughs> oh, shit. Everybody's like looking around, looking at each other. Keep on going. Nobody's saying, hey, stop. Hey, we need to do something different. Everybody's just moving. Ah, ah, ah. Too much noise. He's getting caught up in the noise. He's like, ah, ah, everybody, ah. He's doing that too. You look up. Now the Patriots have the lead. A coach is supposed to be a steady in hand. So when things are going to shit, he's supposed to be the level head and we're like, no. This is the path we're going to take. We're going to keep taking this path because over the time, we will win with this path. No, we are going to switch up because right now it doesn't seem we like what we're doing is working. He didn't have that. And then totality, that seems to be his big problem is that everything is going on. He gets caught in the noise. And st- he he gets caught up in the pace instead of dictating the pace as a coach should. A coach should always be focused. And even if they change, they should always know where they want to go with what they have. And he doesn't seem to have that in trying times. So, double R, what do you think about that Super Bowl? Just the Super Bowl loss in general. What's your thoughts on that and Dan Queen? Well, I'm, I'm heartbroken still. 
Still can't believe, but we should have had a Super Bowl. But how much blame does he get for that? I think I'm good. I'm gonna give most of the blame to uh to Shanahan. You Shanahan running his system his way, it fucked us at the end. But it worked the whole year. It worked the whole year. Shanahan still trying to do it his way. If it would have worked, he would have looked like a genius. But you, it didn't. So Dan Quinn don't get no blame for not doing anything to change or stop the bleed. He just trusted the guy. Now he getting well. No defense, we couldn't do nothing with him. So okay, let me ask you this: He don't get no blame for not being able to stop them. He got, he got, he get thirty percent blame. The rest of it go to Shanahan. Okay. All right, Calhoun. I think y'all both are right. <clears throat> it was indicative of this coaching style. He's an aggressive pussy, is what he is. Now you can fuck the shit out of it. It's you know, it's, it's but it's still a pussy. And that's what he is. To sit there and let Kyle Shanahan, and the alpha male of both of those years was Kyle Shanahan. Because he didn't really mean on nothing. Like the first year, remember, he was so blatantly disrespectful to players and to the co- Dan Quinn never said nothing. That son of a bitch was saying was fast and physical and brotherhood. That's all he was saying. And this motherfucker running amok. Same thing in the Super Bowl. And that goes back to the six-game losing skid. And that goes back to the shit last year. Dan Quinn turns into a pedestrian. He turns into an onlooker when he needs to interfere. And he don't do that. Example, we played on a flag football team that I've still been trying to rekindle all these years later called the Go-Getters. One game, we were getting our ass kicked. You may not remember this. And our friend was our coach, Mr. M.O.B. Remember this? We're on the sideline. I forgot who we were playing. I don't know if it was the Wolfpack or who. But, you know, Larry always knew he knew way more than Mike <clears throat> as far as coaching goes, as far as the game. And they always get it. This ain't Madden. You don't know nothing, right? They get in those sometimes. So, Larry on the sideline, Mike kept asking Larry, well, what you see? And Larry kept saying, I don't know, Mike. What what, what we going to do? What can you what, – what we can do? Because they got me stumped. Mike kept going, well, shit, what you see? And he was like, I don't see nothing. What you what you see? What you what you think we can do? And Larry kept, Mike kept going, shit, just tell what you see. And that's Dan Quinn. <laughs> Mike had no answers and no coaching strategy because he wasn't a coach. <laughs> and Larry was coming to him and was like, were you on the sideline with us? You was on the field. I may have been on the field. You and Rashard played defense. Yeah. I'm on the sideline because I'm on the line. I'm listening to her, and Larry never asked Mike, "What you thinking? Uh, what, what you, what you, what, what they got? What you can see?" And Mike had no answer. Only thing Mike could say is, "Well, what you see?" And that's what Dan Quinn does. Dan Quinn, just like I just said, six game losing streak. He doesn't stop any bleeding. 28 Like they kept marching back. He didn't call no timeouts in the second half to, hey, let's get this defense some time. I don't blame him for the defense because if your defense is on the field for over 90 plays, I don't give a shit if the 85 Bears or the 01 Ravens or, or whomever or the Tom Bay Buccaneers. Everybody's going to crumble under that. Because that, Remember, the Patriots wasn't running no full, no guns blazing offense. They had them two crackers dinking and dunking their way down the field. They was on the field a whole second half. Everybody gonna get tired. But Dan Quinn sitting there watching, 
Dan Quinn, Lance Shanahan, running the team. Of course, Shanahan got another job. He's the coach. Kyle Shanahan was the coach last year, that year. The last two years. What we should have did, send Dan fucking Quinn to San Francisco and let Shanahan run that shit. Because that's what he is. He was the coach. So that alone shows you when the things are rolling and the cars are moving because you got good pieces, oh, Dan Quinn can hoorah with the best of them. But when it's time for we need an adjustment, Dan Quinn over there with the coaching for dummies book. So like Mike Tyson say, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face. Exactly. And that's Dan Quinn. And so when he, he can get- show all his Mike Tyson Ali videos during the week. He can have all his Lloyd Williams and slangs. He can play his loud rap music during practice. But when his exes in those times, he fumbles every time. So I guess we all can agree the 283 Super Bowl loss was not one of Dan Quinn's finest moments. It was his worst moment. So, let's move on to this year. One last thing about that Super Bowl. Historically, the biggest blunder. In sports in history. Most, in sports history. No, some second in sports history. Some of the first baseman with the ball goes down. The Red Sox losing to, the Yankees lose to the Red Sox, so three to one. Yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest one. This is the second. But, well... So let me back. That was three games. So that's what makes it even worse. But like they showed, there's they the Falcons doubled the largest deficit in, in the Super Bowl. They had a twenty five point deficit. No team ever came back from a twelve point deficit or something like that. No team ever went to the Super Bowl in the overtime. It no had. team ever went to the Super Bowl in the overtime. He he had they historically did something that they're historically losers. That's what they are. That team is an embarrassment. And that was all under Dan Quinn. So, you're not going to remember this. I said this in our 2-5-2017 podcast, worth that in Atlanta sports history. Arthur Blank should have fired Dan Quinn. I think so. We, we, I said that in the podcast. I was like, you have to think. It has to come across your mind, not off of rage, but can we really do this with him? You got to know then. See, but that's the thing what I'm saying with, 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 Arthur, with the Falcons, with, like with, with everybody, with all of Atlanta sports. They don't do the stuff that they need to do. So they're not forward thinking. They're just, uh-uh. they're not proactive. They're reactive. So we're going to be five years later going, Dan Quinn is a problem, and then you're going to fire Dan Quinn. That's what's going to happen. So we talked about, you know, the thing. By and large, everybody gave a check for Kyle Shanahan, an X for the Super Bowl, an X for the 8 and 8 season. Let's talk about the previous year. What would, overall would you give him, a check or an X? I give him an X. No. The Falcons, first off, the Falcons got better. Talent-wise. Talent-wise. Let's just let that sink in. They went to the Super Bowl and were doing very little. They got better because one, they added Dontarius Poe, who was better, who was a, a bit of an upgrade to uh, the Hagerman. And then on top of that, all their first-year rookie players got a year under their belt, and they drafted. They drafted top. Who was better? They... We got better. And worse at the same time. And worse. So. We locked up. We didn't lose nobody. Yes, we did. And that's when to go to my point. We lost Kyle Shanahan. We lost Kyle Shanahan. So this season is the X. I just did a five-minute rant early in the podcast, which I probably shouldn't have did. No, no, no. no keep that there. But we, we did a rant on Shanahan. And him showering Shanahan 
everything else goes out the window. It's a fuck up season for that. It don't matter that my daughter has straight A's. It doesn't matter that she goes to the senior city every day. It doesn't matter that she speaks three languages. It doesn't matter that she babysits in her free time. All that matters is I call her a 10 boy game bang with jizz all over her face. Now all the other good shit don't matter. And that's what Kyron Sarkeesian was. And so no matter whatever good you saw this year in the Falcons, it ultimately goes down as an X in my book because he hired so poorly in that regard. And then he's sticking by that shit. So, <laughs> well, I think you kind of got to now. Like, you only give Matt, court, Matt three coordinators in three years. Like, that's something that loses. So, I think it's one of those things. Going back to the daughter re- reference, she still got to take her home at night. She only 16. She's still your daughter. But, see, that go the problem with, and that's the problem that the Falcons have. That's the problem, that, and that's why it's all on the culture. Because now, in the next couple of years, you're going to start losing that premier talent that you had. You're just seeing it now. You're losing a couple of these bums. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose Poe. You're gonna lose Claiborne. And you're gonna lose much more after you sign Matt Ryan to this ludicrous deal, because everybody getting this deal. And Matt Ryan, unlike other greats, won't take a cut. So, and Thomas Dimitron, unlike other good GMs, won't recommend it. So you're gonna start losing players for money, not out of age or injury, because they're still a young team. They're gonna start losing players because of that. You can't. Boost yourself. That's why they're not players right now in free agency. Why? Because they only have like eleven million dollars under the cap. And they trying to save all that for Mac. Got to. Got to. That's a different subject, but okay. That's a different. But that's your Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn not going. Listen, Mike and Luke. Nobody's in the building going. These two motherfuckers didn't get the job done with a twenty-five point lead. We might need to see what we can do. Or what's gonna put us over the hump. And Dan Quinn. Fucking up every year, isn't So, you know me. I'm one of them people who, like, a conversation should be had. Now, you may not make that choice, but it should be a conversation to be Point blank. Like I told y'all when Philly won the Super Bowl. You, don't, you may not keep Nick Foles, but I, as the owner, I have to ask the question. Should we look at trading Wentz or keeping Nick Foles? We just won a fucking Super Bowl, we on. And the team who didn't win the Super Bowl. Everybody, no, 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 no. You have that question. You, you ask that yeah, question, and you let your football people convince you otherwise. That makes sense. That's their job. Same thing with Dan Quinn. As he lose that Super Bowl, you ask that question and let your football people convince you otherwise. After hiring Sarkeesian and seeing the step back, let's be frank, Falcons took a step back last year. They took more than they stepped. Well, they took a step back. You ask that question, even if it's not about Dan Quinn, you say, why should we keep Sarkeesian? Like, that question needs to be asked by somebody in the building, and that question doesn't seem to be asked by nobody in the building. He led his press conference with, first things first, let's get this out of the way. I have complete and utter confidence in Sark. He's not going anywhere. Y'all had that. In other words, y'all said this shit about Shanahan, and I showed y'all. I'll show you again. So, once this fell this year, then we'll see. <clears throat> so, this year is a watch. Now, let me come back and say this, and we're going to wrap it up. I think Dan Quinn does some things well. I think he brings energy. I think he's drafts well for his side of the ball. I think he's... He's a defensive coordinator with a good eye for talent. He's a defense coordinator with a good eye for talent. And he has a great eye for talent, and he's a defensive coordinator. So he acts as a defensive coordinator. Defense's game is damn near all the way sold up. Quiet is kept. The Falcons are a defensive team. They are a defensive team. But all their money's on offense. <clears throat> Thanks, Tommy Dimitrov, for that. Well, and we drafted well on defense. Thanks, Dan Quinn, for that. Thanks, so this is one of his good things. Is he drafts well, especially defense. You, He can pick the groceries and make a good meal. He can do that. 
but he can't run a restaurant. So he's like a good chef who can't run a restaurant. Right. So he makes a good meal. The no, bathrooms are dirty. He, People are waiting for two he has hours. No mind for the books. The restaurants in bankruptcy. But you got the best restaurant in the city. You got the best food in the city. You got the best food in the city. People outside waiting. It's a it's a three it's a three month waiting list on this restaurant. That's how good the chef is. But everything going to shit. Because he don't know how to run shit with these books. The waiters are horrible. The bathrooms aren't clean. You owe the IRS. You owe the IRS. All your bills are late. Even when the restaurant not packed, you're not seating correctly. Nope. Doing that's, everything. And that's Dan Quinn. Does he have an eye for talent? You goddamn right he does. Can he coach a defense? You goddamn right he does. Can he win you the big one? You goddamn right he can. He got to have the right people. That's the whole thing. He's like the. He's like a... A good businessman know who to put uh, in certain places. Kraft don't know how to run no fucking, don't know how to play football. I don't know shit about no team. He put Bill Belichick there, and Belichick, you do what you need to do, and we'll win. He's super. I'll give you whatever you need. That's why they had that fallout this time, because Bill Belichick won the Garoppolo because he had Tom Brady replacement. Kraft came in was like, nope. See, you don't know football. So you'll make that dumb ass move. Bill Belichick knows football. Dan Quinn. Needs to have a a good or a decent coordinator, offensive coordinator. He can do it without Marquez Manning. He can't do it without a good offensive coordinator. No offensive coordinator, he cannot win. And that says a lot about his coaching. Says a lot about him. So ultimately, do the Falcons win the Super Bowl with Dan Quinn as the head coach? Is he the man for the job? It's hard to say. He's not the man for the job because he. He's not balanced enough. He's not good enough. But if he if he made the right hire, i.e. Kyle Shanahan, you can do it. Problem is, he's mindless on certain. So just like then, he'll watch that shit slide and can't make, don't know, no adjustment, no nothing. He's not that. He's not good. So for you, the jury's still out. Nah, he should have been gone. So for me, no Dan Quinn is the man for the job. You said it best. Like we gonna go, we always reference stuff to girls. It's like a girl who no kids, makes six figures a year, funny, beautiful, fat ass, nice titties, everything you want in a girl. Into you, not materialistic, but she has AIDS, (laughs) and that's Dan Quinn. He has a whole bunch of pros, but that one con, him not being able to adjust and stabilize the ship when it's bad. Is what's going to doom him and doom the Falcons. Thank you guys for listening. This has been DigitalDaring.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.